screen images awakened the sense of wonder that lies dormant in all of us from childhood to life's end. Some Western fans and journalists have called Miyazaki the Disney of Japan, a title previously bestowed on the late Osamu Tezuka, who died ten years ago. This says more about our need to label creative talents in ways we find acceptable than about Miyazaki or his work. Such comparisons give us a quick frame of reference, but they also prevent us from having to think too deeply about the content of the work or the individual views of the artist. If I had to label him in this fashion, I would prefer to call Miyazaki the Kurosawa of animation. Not only does his work have the same rare combination of epic sweep and human sensitivity that the great live-action director possessed, but it also fails to fit into any of the neat, child-sized boxes into which the West still tends to stuff the animated art form. The purpose of this book is simply to introduce Miyazaki and his work to a Western audience. For this reason, it focuses primarily on the feature films being distributed by the Disney organization. It also sketches his earlier works and the careers of his colleagues and briefly mentions his involvements outside directing and screenplays, but these areas are not covered in detail. There's so much to discover and enjoy in the work of Hayao Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli that many volumes by many writers could be devoted to the topic without exhausting it. Think of this book as Miyazaki 101. I hope it will be the first of many. I regard myself as privileged to have had the opportunity to write it. But reading is only a preliminary. What you should do, as soon as you have the opportunity, is what I did on that afternoon in 1989, when I first watched My Neighbor Totoro. Go into a theater showing one of Miyazaki's titles, or rent one of his videos. Then, sit quietly and wait for the magic to start. Seeing is believing. Chapter 1 Hayao Miyazaki Life and Work Miyazaki grew up in the post-war years and joined the animation industry after graduating from the university, building on a lifelong interest in animation, film, and children's literature. He brought a considerable breadth of literary and political awareness to his chosen field. And during the early years of his career, he began to explore the themes, ideas, and craft skills that would form the basis of his later works. Although much of his early work was in television, his ambition was to make feature films. And he gradually built up a circle of colleagues and collaborators who shared his dream. Early Years Hayao Miyazaki was born into a well-to-do family living on the outskirts of Tokyo in January 1941. His father, Katsuji, who was then 26 years old, was a director of the family firm Miyazaki Airplane. Headed by Katsuji's elder brother, the company was active in the war effort, making parts for Zero Fighters. The war had an early impact on the young Hayao's life. He was three years old when the family was evacuated to safer districts, and he started school as an evacuee in 1947. 
It was another three years before the Miyazakis moved back to their old hometown. And then he changed schools again after only a year, moving to one of Japan's brand new American-influenced elementary schools. But the biggest impact was probably the long illness of his mother, which commenced in the same year he started school. She was a woman of very strong character and intellectual interests. Although he says that he cannot trace his parents' influences on him, and that as a teenager he consciously sought to find his own path rather than follow his family's, the legacy of her powerful personality lives on in his work. His youngest brother once commented that the determined, no-nonsense character of Ma Dola in Castle in the Sky reminded him of their mother. Mrs. Miyazaki suffered from spinal tuberculosis. She was bedridden from 1947, two years after the birth of her fourth child.